Super Tuesday primaries are in the record books now. We'll discuss the results and other issues in the news with Dr. Al Mohler, nationally syndicated radio host and president of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. This is Jerry Johnson Live from Criswell College. Join us as we look at today's news from the Christian worldview for Christ and culture. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. I have a dream. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Yes. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. We will not tire, we will not falter, and we will not fail. Welcome to Jerry Johnson Live. For the next hour, this is your place for relevant discussion of topics in the news and in our culture from a Christian perspective. Your host is Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Later in the show, we'll open the toll-free lines for your questions and comments. You may also email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson. I think uh, I think that gay marriage should be allowed if there's a ceremony kind of thing, if you want to call it that. I, I don't have any problem with that. That's the man who would be president, Senator John McCain. He is now leading the Republican delegate count. Will he be the next president of the United States? We played that soundbite. For James Dobson on this program seven months ago, here's what Dr. Dobson said on Jerry Johnson Live. Speaking as a private individual, I would not vote for John McCain under any circumstances. All right, that's Dr. James Dobson. He made another major statement today. Buckle your seatbelt. We're going to play that statement in full. But just seven months ago, Dr. Dobson said one other thing about Senator John McCain. I pray that we won't get stuck with him. All right. Well, that's pretty short. That's pretty strong. And uh, we're going to talk about thinking Christianly about presidential elections. Who are you going to vote for? Uh, Ann Coulter says she'll support Hillary Clinton. What's up with that? Glenn Beck says he's voting for Hillary Clinton instead of John McCain. What about Mike Huckabee? What about Mitt Romney? What about Barack Obama? We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. But uh, Mike Huckabee was a big surprise last night. And here's what Mike Huckabee had to say. We expect to do well in Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Missouri, and we think we'll do very well in West Virginia. Oh, that's right, we already did. Well, he missed uh, Oklahoma. He also missed Missouri, but he did better than most people thought he would do. We're going to talk again about Christian options for President of the United States. How should Christians think about it? How should they vote? We have a very special guest today, though, with us in the studio, Dr. Al Mohler, president of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky, my seminary. And Time Magazine called Dr. Mohler the reigning intellectual in the evangelical movement in the United States. He is the host of the Albert Moeller Program. He's also written a new book, Culture Shift. Dr. Moeller, welcome to the program. Jerry, it's great to be with you. Al, I want to talk right now about another breaking news story today. Uh, that is these tornadoes that came through, uh, particularly Tennessee, and hit 
uh, Union University. You have a daughter there. You've talked to people on the ground. You've talked to your daughter, I'm sure. Um, tell us what you've heard and how people can be praying about this situation. Well, you know, just before the storms hit, I was actually headed to a formal dinner myself, and I'm here in Dallas, Texas with you. And I saw on the Weather Channel it said these storms were headed into the area. You know, that university got hit by tornadoes in 2002, and I just thought, well, you know, I want to make sure she's in a safe place. So I called her, and uh, so they were ready. They knew. But, you know, you never really expect they're going to hit. We get these warnings all the time. The sirens went off, and the students did exactly what they were supposed to do, and uh, and that is to go into safer areas within the dorms. So Katie did that along with other students, and, boy, when we talked to her afterwards, it was like the whole world had changed. Uh, Katie was fine. I'm very thankful for that. And we had cell service for a very short time right after it hit. But when she and the other girls walked out of their dorm room, what they saw is an entire dorm gone. And little did they know that uh, a great deal of that campus is just gone. The reality is they think there are about 1,200 students on the campus when it hit. Fifty students were hospitalized. Uh, Nine spent the night in the hospital. And two are right now in, in the intensive care unit. Now, seeing the scale of the damage, and most people in America today have seen it on Fox News, CNN, uh, MSNBC, the the scale of the damage is just huge. That's why the cameras are are so drawn to that devastation. It's just a miracle, Jerry, that uh, none of these students were killed. So many of them in the hospital, but it looks like they're all going to pull through. And uh, we certainly need to be praying. Uh, Again, the long arm of Criswell College, David Dockery, uh, began his teaching career at Criswell College. I had him as a professor back in the 1980s. He is now the president of Union University. You served uh, alongside of him at Southern Seminary, I know. And uh, we love that school. We believe in that school. Dr. Dockery has been here to preach in our chapel. I want you to tune in Friday morning to the morning show. We're going to have three hours we're going to talk to people live in Jackson on the ground. We're going to be taking up funds for this college and just um, asking our listeners to come alongside this school and uh, make a contribution on Friday morning. And I think we'll know a lot more then about the needs. We thought about uh, taking students up there to help out. And uh, probably the best thing we can do, though, is just send money right now. Uh, Dr. Moeller, uh, what's the best way we could pray right now for those folks in Jackson. Well, you know, I think our first concern has to be to pray for the families uh, in the region that did lose loved ones. And uh, looking from the the Mid-South through the Ohio Valley in the Southeast, it looks like perhaps 50 to 60 people uh, may eventually be killed uh, in the aftermath of these storms. I think the the death toll is upwards of 30 now. And you're looking at uh, many other people who are in critical conditions. We need to pray for those individuals and those families. We need to pray Thinking about Union University in particular, that that great Christian university can be back on uh, on its feet, back in operation. You know, one of the things that that we need to be thankful for is the resilience of the young. Uh, they can bounce back pretty quickly. Uh, co- college students uh, will be back, and, and, and they're going to be back about that task. But, you know, you and I are both college presidents. And uh, you, you know how our heart has to go out to the faculty and the, the staff, the, the president there, David Dockery, knowing that they have just a huge, seemingly insurmountable job to do. We need to pray mm-hmm. that they'll be given wisdom and fortitude in the midst of this and uh, that their hearts won't be broken. Because, uh, I mean, if either one of us was to come to our campus and see that kind of devastation, it, it would just be heartbreaking. Mm. Well, folks, let's just pray right now. We don't do that often on this program, but I think this is one of those times where prayer would be appropriate. Father... You are the God who is able. You are the God who is enough. You are omnipotent, and we come to you in Jesus' name, worshiping you, acknowledging your sovereignty, and just praying in these moments that the people in Jackson and the surrounding areas will sense 
Uh, you're in control. They will trust you. They will look to you. We pray especially for the community there at Union University, the president and all of the staff and the faculty. Give them wisdom. Give them strength as they make all of the arrangements right now. We pray for the students, Lord, that they would see your hand uh, even through the difficulties, and they would trust you as well. And we pray for witnessing opportunities for the church and Uh, that region of the South. We pray that Jesus Christ would be lifted up. We pray that you would be glorified. Again, we pray it through Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, all right, folks, this is Jerry Johnson Live. Our guest today is Dr. Al Moeller, president of Southern Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. He is host of the Albert Moeller program. He is author of the book Culture Shift. And uh, we may be looking for a shift in our culture come November, another kind of a shift. That is a major presidential election just around the bend. Yesterday, Super Tuesday, John McCain, the big winner on the Republican side. I'm looking at some headlines. McCain nearly unstoppable. Well, that's interesting. A lot of people have thought that might be the case. Now it seems it could be the case. He has half the delegates needed to get the nomination But uh, there are folks that are not happy about it. Now, we suspect this kind of language from Senator Harry Reid. The thought of his being president sends a cold chill down my spine, Senator Thad Cochran said last Friday. He's erratic, he's hot-headed, he loses his temper, and he worries me. All right, the Democrats are certainly going to pile on any nominee, but what's happening is really unprecedented. That is, the front-runner roundly being criticized up and down the line by all sorts of Republican operatives and conservative leaders. I'm looking at Tony Blankley today. He says, assuming John McCain gets the nomination, it will show how whimsical history can be. It would be the first time in living memory that a Republican presidential nomination went to a candidate who was not merely opposed by a majority of the party, but was actively despised by about half its rank-and-file voters across the country, and by many, if not most, of its congressional office holders. So, um, there is a lot of opposition to McCain. And here's the question for those who are pro-life and pro-family. What are they going to do if John McCain is the nominee? Now, last year, James Dobson said on this program he would not support McCain. It's one thing to say it seven months ago. It's another thing to say it now that it seems possibly inevitable. And Dr. Dobson spoke out yesterday on Dennis Prager. This is about a minute and a half, but we need to listen to what Dr. Dobson says. Then we're going to react, and I want you to give us a call at 800-881-9270, 800-881-9270. You know that I'm a patriot. I love my country, and I'm deeply concerned about it right now. And uh, the fact that I would even consider uh, not casting a vote for a presidential candidate, I certainly will vote for all the other issues and people on the ballot, but the fact that I would not vote uh, for the uh, president if it comes down to uh, Obama and uh, Clinton uh, versus McCain, uh, I I simply can't in good conscience uh, uh, be a party to putting uh, any of them in power because I believe they'll do irreparable harm uh, to our country. I, I certainly can't vote for the Democrats because of what they stand for with regard to the family, and my my views are largely uh, influenced by what is best for the institution of the family and for the righteousness and the moral principles that I believe in. And uh, I just uh, see uh, the Democrats uh, being determined uh, to take us in what they call 
uh, a new directions. You know, we're going to change things. Change things how? That doesn't mean a blinking thing. Change things. <laughs> Tell us how you're going to change. All right, that's Dr. James Dobson saying that if McCain is the Republican nominee for president, he won't even vote. He says, I'll not vote at all. With us to talk about this is Dr. Al Mohler, and we've got a caller on the line. Let's go ahead and hear what Frank has to say. Frank, what's your view on Dobson's statement that he won't even vote if McCain is the nominee? Well, Dr. Johnson, I mean, I, I, I understand his view, and I certainly don't really like John McCain. On the other hand, let's think about a zero-sum game here. If I don't vote for John McCain, and if that means, let's say, Hillary Clinton is the nominee, she will, mark my word, appoint justices to the Supreme Court that will not be pro-life. That's just going to be a given. And with the Democrats in control of Congress, this is going to be a sad day for America. So my take, Dr. Johnson, is even though I may not like John McCain, if I vote for him, that's one vote that will not go to Hillary Clinton, assuming she gets the Democratic nomination. Hey, thanks, Frank, for that comment. Uh, Dr. Moeller, your just reaction to hearing Dr. Dobson, what do you think of that? Well, uh, in the interest of full disclosure, I need to, uh, to state that I'm a member of the board of directors of Focus on the Family and chairman of the policy committee. So, uh, but this he's has not been speaking ongoing... for the organization. No, he's, he's not. Made that but, clear. I, but I need to make very clear that, uh, that that I do know him and have a relationship, and it's important that people know he is speaking as a private citizen. But uh, when you do deal with uh, a forced set of options, you know I believe that there are going to be Christians of the same conviction. Christians who are just as passionately pro-life and pro-family who may come to different decisions based on this presidential choice if John McCain gets the nomination. I will tell you this. If I end up voting for John McCain, it will be uh, holding my nose. (laughs) It it will be, you know, with with tremendous concern. But at the same time, Frank makes a very legitimate point. We are dealing with a zero-sum game. If it comes down to the nomination of Hillary Clinton and John McCain, one of them will be president of the United States. I know what animates Dr. Dobson. Love him. And uh, I can understand his exasperation. I really share that. But I think we're going to have to really think this through between now and November. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. You've just heard Dr. Al Mohler, president of Southern Seminary. He'll be joining us uh, back in a few minutes. We're going to talk about his lectures later, The New Atheism. Also talk about his book, Culture Shift. But right now we're talking about John McCain and many conservatives saying they won't even vote if he's the nominee or they'll vote for Hillary. Can you imagine that? We want to know what you think. We've got Kenny on the line, Scott on the line holding. We'll be right back. If you're looking for a college experience that is distinctively Christian, come to Criswell College. Contact us today for information about the upcoming term. Criswell College places a strong emphasis on the Word of God, a Christian worldview, and being an effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ. Criswell College is totally committed to the Bible as the authoritative, inspired, and inerrant Word of God to ensure that every student receives a solid biblical and doctrinal foundation. Our worldview approach to ministry prepares every Criswell College student to view each academic discipline through a Christian frame of reference and to engage our culture and the world of ideas from a Christian perspective. Along with this word and worldview emphasis, each Criswell College student gets hands-on ministry training in missions and evangelism to be an effective witness through mission trips at home and abroad. Contact Chris 
Driscoll College today for information about the upcoming term. Call 1-800-899-0012 or on the web go to criswell.edu. That's criswell.edu. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. I think uh, I think that gay marriage should be allowed if there's a ceremony kind of thing, if you want to call it that. I, I don't have any problem with that. All right, that's Senator John McCain on national television last year. It's those kinds of comments that are concerning, troubling, to many conservatives and Christians to say, you know, what kind of a candidate is this? And um, yesterday, Joe John McCain emerged as the winner on the Republican side of the aisle in Super Tuesday um, primaries across the country. McCain now has 697 delegates, Romney 244, Huckabee 187. McCain is halfway to the 1191 uh, mark, which it'll take to win a little bit over halfway, but he still could lose this thing. And there are many activists posturing, some saying they won't vote at all, some saying they'll vote for Hillary if, if McCain is the nominee. What do you think? We've got callers on the line. Kenny from Dallas. Kenny, thank you for holding. What do you think? Well, I must agree with the earlier caller, Frank. I think unless uh, the two candidates, if it's John McCain whoever the Democrat candidate is, unless they are precisely equivalent in your mind, you have to be able to state a preference for one or the other. Mm. And in addition to that, uh, I think it's, it's absolutely sad that any Christian would forego the great privilege that we have of voting for our leaders. Mm. Hey, thanks, Kenny. Um, we are to be salt and be light. Uh, what do you think of that, Dr. Moeller? Well, I think there's a good point to be made there. I do think that there's a difference between uh, not voting because you're lazy and not voting to make a strategic statement. Mm. In other words, I think, uh, well, let me give you the logic here of, of some of these who are saying they would never vote for John McCain. The issue is not to punish John McCain. The issue is to send a message to the Republican Party. You send up a nominee like this, he will not have the support needed to get elected. So it's more of a long-term perspective in the same way that Bob Dole took the party to disaster in the presidential election of 1996. Um, you know, when, when Republicans put up a moderate candidate, they, uh, they go to disaster. And, uh, you know, the party seems not to, to uh, learn this lesson. You know, the Republican Party has another rather predictable habit, which is nominating patriarchs. And, uh, you know, if elected and inaugurated, uh, John McCain would be older than Ronald Reagan was in his second term. Well, he could be Obama's grandpa. And if they end up running against one another, I think we'll hear that line again and again. Uh, This is interesting. You tally all of the Democrat votes so far, you got 14,600,000. You tally all the Republican votes so far, you got 8,300,000. That shows the Republican Party is really in trouble when it comes to motivating their base and the rank and file. That started in Iowa. Uh, the Democrats turned out almost twice as many voters in Iowa, and the caucuses are a true test of voter interest. Mm. Scott, on the line. Scott, what's your view of all this? Well, I got a, a couple of things, really. I uh, I completely agree with Dr. Dobson. Um, the caller before mentioned that voting is a privilege, and I agree it is a privilege. But 
part of that privilege seems to be taken away when you're not able to vote for righteous leaders. Uh, the other thing is, I, I think if you look at McCain and, and whether it be McCain or uh, and Hillary or Obama, I'm not sure that there's a vast distinction between uh, those candidates. Uh, I think the the real telling here is what needs to really happen is uh, we need to examine that we've got a possibility to stop this from ever occurring. Um, I'm not saying Mike Huckabee is uh, the perfect candidate. Obviously, there's not one, but he is a Christian. And I've heard the statistics say that 80% of the United States population says, uh, you know, they are, are Christian. Well, if that's the case, we really need to do what Scripture say and examine ourselves and determine if we are in the faith, because we've got a candidate right there who upholds Christian values. Now, I know some of the other values, border control, things of that nature, um, uh, may not be exactly in line with the conservative party, but on the, the bigger issues, in my opinion, abortion, pro-family, things of that nature, we've got a candidate right there who can stop this whole situation from ever occurring. So hey, I thanks, think Scott. That's really, what we need to do. All right, and that raises another question. That is, the primary process is designed actually for um, the give and take, the pro and con, and uh, this is not the time to bow out really of the process or to say that we will, but to actually advocate for our kind of candidate. But may no make no mistake about it. I'm looking at a New York Post piece today by Charles Hurt. It says, "Once John wins, he'll make a left." turn. And uh, that has been McCain's habits through the years, is uh, to campaign one way and then turn left. And a lot of people are concerned about that. We've got a final caller on the line. That's Keith. Keith, thank you for calling and holding. What do you think? I agree totally with Dr. Dawson. And I'm saying as far as that goes, you, you could send a statement by not voting. And I'm hoping that's what will happen, because if McCain is a nominee, I will not vote. You know, and you think about it, uh, what, what would have happened had Daniel decided to go ahead and just buy the, eat that food that Nebuchadnezzar put on him? He stood his ground. He stayed with God. And I'm a Christian first and an American second. Hey, thanks so much, Keith. we got Brent on the line. Brent, uh, thank you for calling and holding. What's your view? Well, I'm, I'm afraid I'd have to disagree with your last caller. And actually, one thing that's really disappointing uh, about Dr. Dodson's statement is that even though he, he makes it as a personal statement, in in most people's minds, there is no separating of what Dr. Dobson says from what Focus on the Family might endorse. Mm. And I think that's going to carry a lot of weight with a lot of voters. And even though he says it personally, uh, it has an impact a lot greater than just a personal comment. Well, and, uh, that's true. There is sort of a... I remember when Dr. W.A. Criswell endorsed Gerald Ford right outside the church doors in the 70s, and he said, you know, I'm doing this as a private citizen, but there was his picture in front of the church right here in Dallas, Texas. Uh, Dr. Moeller is here with us. He is president of Southern Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. He is um, host of the Albert Moeller program. Uh, Dr. Moeller, I'm looking at a passage of Scripture, Proverbs 29, 2. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, the people groan. Do we need to get ready to groan? What do you think about that this fall? And um, I heard you earlier in the last hour speaking of three criterion um, that you have for, you know, Christians thinking about elections. Yeah, you know, uh, that 
passage in the Proverbs is just so obviously true. All you have to do is reflect a little bit on history, and you see how that works. Uh, you know, I, I think when we are looking at this election, it's just really hard right now to know exactly uh, what might November look like, you know, because there's just a lot of time between now and November. Let me, let me put it this way. Just just think about how much time has passed since these candidates announced their uh, their candidacies back generally nine to ten months ago. We've learned a whole lot about them. We're going to learn a whole lot in the future. So I would just encourage people, a lot of people, to say, well, what I really need to do is pray about this, think about this, and move forward. I do suggest a three-point process for trying to make that decision. Number one, competence. I mean, there's some people who just aren't competent for the job. We would not elect someone to have been, say, a county commissioner, president of the United States. Right. Just not enough experience. Uh, but competence is the easiest hurdle to get over. The second one is character. And, you know, that really gets to what you're – I think that's the Proverbs point uh, when it comes to character. And I think there are people who have a real concern about John McCain on character. And I want to play that out just a little bit because that could sound like character assassination. I think John McCain's a national hero. I think John McCain has shown tremendous courage. I, th- I think John McCain knows what heroism looks like. I'm not sure that John McCain knows what uh, what character looks like in some other aspects, which uh, have to do with being true to one's word when it comes to politics, uh, having a clear sense of moral gravity when it comes to uh, to making political decisions. So character's not an easy issue. You have to see it over time, and that's why I think we have to look closely at these candidates. But character is very, very important, and all you have to do, again, is look at recent history in the presidency and realize that uh, when you have an absence of character, you have a national disaster. The third issue is conviction. So you have three C's, competence, character, and convictions. And this is the hard work. You actually have to find out what these candidates stand for. And with John McCain or with Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Mitt Romney, uh, Mike Huckabee, you're dealing with a long list of complicated policy positions and this requires the Christian to really think intelligently, to start digging things out, to look uh, you know, beneath the surface. Sound bites uh, aren't enough. That's, uh, that's just not enough for Christians to make an intelligent decision. That's hard work. A lot of folks are supporting Mike Huckabee out there. He says he supports a constitutional amendment to ban abortion. He says he supports a constitutional amendment to protect marriage. John McCain opposes both. We've got Denise on the line from McKinney. Denise, thank you for calling and holding. What's your view? While I have followed Dr. Dobson for years, uh, literally 25 going on 28 years with focus on the family, I personally uh, feel very disappointed in the leadership indication that his decision gives to the American public about voting. And I, I do agree that McCain is not the perfect candidate, but while your original caller pointed out, uh, you know, I think we are have to almost choose between the lesser of two evils versus, you know, a Democratic a democratic candidate becoming our president. Hey, thanks, Denise, for that comment. We've got Keith on the line from Duncanville. Let's go to Keith. What's your view? Oh, Dr. Johnson, great to talk to you. I, 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 I sent him with the uh, previous uh, caller, and it, it's very scary to me to think that someone would not vote for McCain. I mean, I don't think he's the perfect candidate either. But having Hussein Obama or Hillary Clinton in the office is a much worse uh, thing to, to have. And the thing that we think 80% of the Americans are Christians, we're fooling ourselves. If that was the case, this country would not be in the shape it is. So I'm not sure where that statistic comes from. All right, but, Keith, we're out of time. I'm up against a hard break. Thanks for calling. Of course, uh, McCain does say he would appoint strict constructionist judges like Alito and Roberts, Hillary Clinton and Obama vowing, promising 
that abortion would be a litmus test for them. So there at least is a difference in what they're saying. And I think uh, we should think about that distinction. That's an important distinction. This is Jerry Johnson Live from Criswell College. Our guest, Dr. Al Moeller, when we come back, we'll stay on this topic. We'll take your calls. We'll also talk briefly about the new atheism. Dr. Moeller, lecturing in Dallas, will tell you where and how you can join him. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. I think uh, I think that gay marriage should be allowed if there's a ceremony kind of thing, if you want to call it that. I, I don't have any problem with that. Would a real conservative make that kind of statement and have to withdraw it after the commercial break? That is what John McCain did on a Sunday morning talk show about a year ago. He made that statement. Uh, when the break came back, he said, wait a minute, I want to change what I, <laughs> what I said. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. This man does not have the kind of conviction that many pro-family, pro-life Christians have on the issues like embryonic stem cell research and so forth. And it comes out when he talks. He just doesn't ring the bell and talk our kind of language. And a lot of conservatives are saying we just cannot support him. Now, there are those who are going to an extreme. And I want you to listen to Ann Coulter right now. Here's Ann Coulter on Fox News. I'm standing on substance here. Yes. It's immigration. It's limits on free speech. It's not supporting tax it's cuts. Anwar, it's torture it's at Guantanamo. It's class warfare, warfare rhetoric. Right. It's interrogations. It's Guantanamo. It's Anwar. It's this is not. These are not small issues to conservatives. No, and if you're looking at substance rather than um, whether it's an RD after his name, manifestly, if mm-hmm. he's our candidate, then Hillary's going to be our girl, Sean, because she's more conservative than he is. I think she would be stronger on the war on terrorism. <laughs> you really I absolutely believe that. That's the one area I disagree no. with. Can I no. just say one no. thing? She will, yeah, we're going to sign up no. together, but let me <laughs> explain that point on terrorism. We're so gonna you, be together. you would vote for Hillary yes, over... I will campaign for her if it's McCain. Um, Boy, he, okay, Hillary, he voted... Is Hillary watching tonight did you just you just got yeah. an endorsement from i just heard the word no i was touched when she cried <laughs> all right that's ann calder saying she would campaign for hillary clinton rather than vote for john mccain i'm looking at the cnn website you got glenn beck glenn beck the conservative the conservative the only conservative on cnn saying he will support hillary clinton if mccain is the candidate uh, my guest in the studio is Dr. Al Mohler. He is host of the Albert Mohler program. He is one of the leading conservative thinkers in the United States of America. Time magazine calls him the reigning intellectual in the evangelical movement in the U.S. Dr. Mohler, um, it's one thing for Dobson to say, I won't vote, as a matter of um, you know conscientious objection. But it's another thing for people to say, I'm going to campaign for Hillary. Is this hyperbole, or do you think there are people so upset about this that they, I've also heard some say they'll vote for Obama instead of McCain. What do you think? Well, when I listen to Ann Coulter speak, I'm reminded that this is a woman who wants to sell her books and uh, and get FaceTime, <laughs> and this is the way to do it. This is posing. I mean, no one who is a consistent intellectual uh, conservative who thinks through these issues and is principled could possibly say what she just said. That that was for, uh, the, you know, just uh, some attention, and she got it. And, she did. Uh, or you replayed and, it. <laughs> well, but, you know, I'm glad you did because it's a good thing we talk about it because I think it's good for some people to think about how to watch the news and realize, you know, mm. it's not even necessary to believe she meant what she said. Uh, mm. You know, it, uh, that's partly entertainment, but it's tragic entertainment. Mm. 
Now, when you talk about Hillary, I don't think there's much danger that you're going to have an evangelical spillover vote. <laughs> but when you talk about Barack Obama, mm-hmm. let me tell you where to look. Look young. Look at the demographics. That's right. And the younger you look in the evangelical demographic, the more you're going to see that uh, an awful lot of younger people are attracted to his energy, his story. I mean, just don't discount the power of the man's story. Uh, you know, white mother, black father, uh, just uh, raised in an unusual circumstance. And they see passion and and represents America in terms mm-hmm. of a story. I mean, let's face it, as much as I oppose what Barack Obama stands for politically, I'm glad to be part of a country where a boy can can grow up as he did and and reach the heights of uh, of uh, prominence and even potential that he now faces. And so there's something to celebrate there. But I think we really have to be careful and look beyond the story to what the man would do in office. All right, let's go to our callers. We've got John on the line. Uh, John, thank you for calling and holding. What's your view? Uh, yes, Dr. Johnson, uh, thank you for taking my call. One of the things that I uh, realized here is that several months ago you had indicated if we as Christians did not speak up and make our voices known and heard uh, back when a lot of the other folks were running as candidates, for example, Duncan Hunter, then we may be into a position where we are stuck with the candidates that uh, still survive. So I think in some ways we are actually responsible for the situation that we're currently in. Mm. I remember when, um, what was that mayor's name in Washington, D.C., that was caught smoking the cocaine in the room? Um, I I forget his name, but Pat Buchanan said something very interesting because he was reelected mayor after he was convicted of soliciting a prostitute and doing dope in that room. And Buchanan said, you know, corrupt people, corrupt people will elect corrupt politicians every time. I've never forgotten that. We do get the government we deserve, I think, and uh, we will only have to look in the mirror um, if we have the wrong kind of president come November. And I think uh, the church is somewhat responsible for this. We've got Sharon on the line from Dallas. Sharon, thank you for calling and holding. What's your view? Dr. Jackson, I would just like to say that I, I have great respect for Dr. Dobson. I'm concerned about the message that this might convey to other Christians. I personally think that we have not only a spiritual but a moral obligation to try to uh, weigh in and influence uh, our world uh, for the cause of Christ, and we must, um, you know, take the viewpoint, as, as earlier callers have said, that, you know, it may be the lesser of two evils, but as much power as that president has, he does not have absolute power, and so what we must do is try to do what we can for the best amount of influence and then, you know, it is, it's not out of our hands because one or the other of them gets elected. Mm-hmm. We must um, then be proactive. We have options on the issues as they come up. Uh, you know, uh, for Congress, we can call our congressmen, our, our senators. We can voice our opinion. We can give, uh, you know, strong objections or support to issues. But I would, I would, you know, just be grieved to think that a Christian would just... Sharon, you're breaking up. I'm going to have to go, but I think I get the point. Politicians, 
do not see the light until they feel the heat. And we have seen before during the Clinton presidency and other presidencies that no matter who's up there in Washington, D.C., who's pulling the levers and punching the buttons, if uh, we call, if we email, if we write, if we protest, we can stop uh, bad legislation. And so we don't give up. We don't throw in the towel. But right now is the time in the primary process to let your voice be heard, to get involved, to get engaged, not to give up. Bill is on the line from Keller. Bill, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I sort of agree with some of the callers. Some of them I disagree. Um, you know, one of the comments uh, basically made is that boycotting your vote or not voting at all, I think is probably the best vote. Bo- way to go, primarily because of what the, uh, the other gentleman said earlier about being a, being a principled individual. I mean, how can someone in good conscience support abortion and support gay marriage knowing that you'd go to bed at night realizing that your vote may have helped, helped do that? And so I think in reality, if we do send the message, if McCain happens to win the nomination and we send the message of no vote, then basically we stand up for what we believe, not compromising. I mean, compromising is what Christians should never do. All right, thank you so much for that thought, Bill. We need to move on. Dr. Moeller is here, Dr. Moeller, president of Southern Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky, host of the Albert Moeller program. Dr. Moeller, Jesus said, Render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's, and of course unto God that which is God's. And, um, you know, for a lot of Christians throughout the centuries, that's just meant, you know, obey the dictator, essentially, uh, and don't break the laws if you're in a communist country or something like that, the Roman Empire. But in a representative democracy, here's my question for you. Uh, Lincoln said this is government of the people, by the people, for the people, rendering under Caesar. This is self-government. In fact, government starts with us in America, doesn't it? Wouldn't it be a disobedience to Scripture, perhaps, if if we say, well, we're just not going to be engaged. We're not going to do what this country calls upon us to do to get to vote. We actually must vote. What do you think of that? Well, let's uh, let, let's take Dr. Dobson's comment and put it aside for a moment. Sure. And let, let's talk about any election in general. Sure. I, I hear people say, you know, I'm not going to vote for this reason or that reason. Uh, the bottom line, and, and by the way, Dr. Dobson did say he was going to vote in other races, just not uh, when it came exactly. to the Exactly. So. But the point I want to make is that if you do live in a representative democracy, you are a citizen, and thus you have the uh, potential franchise for the vote, then not voting is a political decision as much as voting. And we need to take responsibility for that. Mm. You know, it, just to decide not to vote doesn't mean that you are shirking uh, your uh, potential responsibility. You're just uh, exercising that responsibility in what I think is, uh, is an untoward way, an unwise way, a poor stewardship. The reality is that we are Caesar uh, when you have a government by the people, for the people, and of the people. And thus, we have a responsibility to make certain that our voice is heard, our vote is exercised in a way that best fits our convictions, our understanding of the nature and role and limits of government. And uh, we, we need to make that decision in a way that is truly intelligent, really thinking it through, not just voting by instinct, not just uh, listening to the sound bites and sounding what good it sounds good to us. You know, Jerry, one of the things that worries me is that a majority of Americans uh, will, as they talk about their own voting process, admit they're not rational voters. Uh, they're intuitive voters. And a frighteningly large percentage of Americans don't know who they're going to vote for till they uh, get in their car and decide to go to the voting booth. Yeah, they always talk about the undecided voters who uh, will make sh- make the decision. Those are probably the most unqualified people if they don't know by election time who they want to vote for. They don't Absolutely. know the issues, where they stand, where the candidates stand. They're probably not co- uh, qualified to make that decision. You know, a frighteningly large number of people uh, want to vote for the winner. They just try to figure who the winner is and decide they're going to vote that way. Uh, all those are perversions of democracy. Christians exercising the stewardship you've rightly described can't be a part of that. This is Jerry Johnson Live. Our guest today, Dr. Al Moeller, president of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. That's my seminary. And 
He is host of the Albert Moeller Program and has written a, a new book called Culture Shift. You need to check out this book. Go to Amazon.com. You can get this book. Um, he's lecturing in town. It's called The New Atheism. When we come back, we'll ask him about that. What is the new atheism? What is our response to be? And you can hear these lectures tomorrow and Friday. They're open to the public over at Dallas Theological Seminary at 1040 in the morning. 1040, Dallas Theological Seminary. We'll talk about that when we come back. And uh, we're going to wrap up this topic. topic. Um, what do you do with John McCain if you're a conservative, if you're a Christian, if you're a Republican? If you're looking for a college experience that is distinctively Christian, come to Criswell College. Contact us today for information about the upcoming term. Criswell College places a strong emphasis on the Word of God, a Christian worldview, and being an effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ. Criswell College is totally committed to the Bible as the authoritative, inspired, and inerrant Word of God to ensure that every student receives a solid biblical and doctrinal foundation. Our worldview approach to ministry prepares every Criswell College student to view each academic discipline through a Christian frame of reference and to engage our culture and the world of ideas from a Christian perspective. Along with this word and worldview emphasis, each Criswell College student gets hands-on ministry training in missions and evangelism to be an effective witness through mission trips at home and abroad. Contact Criswell College today for information about the upcoming term. Call 1-800-899-0012 or on the web go to criswell.edu. That's chriswell.edu. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. I think, uh, I think that gay marriage should be allowed if there's a ceremony kind of thing, if you want to call it that. I, I don't have any problem with that. He doesn't have any problem with that. Well, most conservative evangelicals have a problem with that, and they have a problem with Senator McCain being the next president of the United States. We've got one final caller, Bob, on the line from Terrell. Bob, what do you think of all this? Yes, Dr. Johnson. Uh, as adults, we, we can't be like kids playing on the school ground and say uh, we uh, didn't get our way, so we're going to take our toys and uh, go home and not play with you anymore. So uh, we, got, we can't throw away our uh, vote. And uh, we can't give uh, somebody like Clinton or Obama away in the White House. And uh, the uh, government has checks and balances to make sure that the president don't uh, get, get out of control. All right. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for that comment. Well, right now, folks, we're in the primaries, and I want to encourage you to vote pro-life, to vote pro-family. That's not just a Christian conviction. It's a, it's a principle that goes back to the Declaration of Independence, self-evident truth. All men created equal, endowed with a right to life by the Creator. This country is based upon the sanctity of human life as a universal value in this country. The pro-life commitment. You need to, you need to be salt. You need to be light on that issue. And if John McCain had any sense, when he goes to talk to CPAC next week, he would say, "Look, I used to be waffling on embryonic stem cell research. Now we see these new technologies. I'm going to commit right now." Uh, to support a ban on embryonic stem cell research, a ban on all cloning. We'll see if he comes up with something like that. If he's a smart man, uh, he'll do that. I don't think he will. We'll watch. We'll wait and see. But right now, you ought to support some of these other candidates if you can't support him. And let's see uh, what kind of a difference we can make. And don't forget this, though, in the general election. If it, come, it, if it becomes between McCain and Obama, McCain, and Hillary. Don't forget that George Herbert Walker Bush 
the first President Bush, put Clarence Thomas on the Supreme Court. Um, and that was a very good appointment from a moderate Republican. And we might get at least a better bag than we'll get from uh, Hillary or Obama. We'll wait. We'll see. My guest in the studio today, Dr. Al Moeller. He's president of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, his website is almoeller.com. I want to encourage you to to find um, his radio show, to get his book. He's written a tremendous book, Culture Shift. Um, Dr. Moeller, we're so glad you're here today. You're talking about the new atheism. You know, We've got Christopher Hitchens, we've got Sam Harris, we've got uh, Dawkins. I think a lot of Christians out there today are intimidated because they see these books on the bestseller list. They walk in Barnes & Noble, there they are, right in the face. What is this new atheism? We've got two or three minutes here. Just whet our appetite. These lectures are tomorrow, Friday. What is it? How do Christians respond? Well, you know, the new atheism is, is really something that's new. In fact, in the English language, there wasn't a word atheist until the 16th century. So it's a fairly recent word. It's a fairly recent development. But, you know, the old atheists used to say, uh, more or less, we've lost our faith and we regret it. We'll look back at it. The Victorian loss of faith. And, uh, you know, it was it was with the respect for uh, uh, something that was lost. The new atheists are very bold. They just come right out and reject uh, theism. They know what they're rejecting. They're, they're, they're very clear about the fact they're rejecting the God of the Bible. You rightly mentioned uh, Richard Dawkins. He calls uh, faith a virus of the mind, a virulent fundamental virus. Uh, You have Daniel Dennett, who suggests uh, with his uh, understanding that that there once was a time when religion was important to human evolution. It was some kind of advantage, but uh, obviously that time has passed, so now we need to get rid of it in order to evolve. You have Sam Harris, you mentioned. Sam Harris is probably more over the top than anyone else with his language, or you think so, and then along comes Christopher Hitchens. It's, it's hard to top him. <laughs> and, uh, you know, let me, t- let me mention one thing your listeners need to know about the new atheists. Uh, n- number one, there really is something new, and uh, the newness of it is what makes it particularly dangerous. Sam Harris, Richard Dawkins, Daniel Dennett, Christopher Hitchens, all four of them believe that for a parent to be able to raise a child— in the parents' faith as a form of child abuse. Wow. Now, you have some of them at least saying that it's as much abuse as physical or sexual abuse. Uh, Richard Dawkins says one of his aims in life is to prevent the compound Christian child. Uh, it should only be a child of Christian parents. So you can see, you know, exactly what's going on here. There's a clear political agenda. And uh, are they're not getting very far right now in this country. But if you go to Western Europe, what they're saying is not all that controversial. So I think American Christians need to be very aware of what kind of arguments are being made. We need not to be intimidated. We've got better arguments than they have. But we do need to recognize that when you've got books like this sitting on the New York Times bestseller list for week after week after week, something's going on in this culture. Mm. Dr. R. Albert Moeller, president of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, is in Dallas this week. He'll be speaking tomorrow at Dallas Theological Seminary. 10.40 in the morning, Friday again, 10.40 in the morning, the Griffith Thomas Lectures. And these are open to the public. They're free. You can hear more uh, about the new atheism. Uh, Dr. Moeller, um, you have been a a great friend to to me and to conservative evangelical Christianity and to um, the Southern Baptist Convention uh, work and cause. a lot of folks may not know, some have uh, probably read, that uh, you're going to be nominated for president of the Southern Baptist Convention. I'm really excited about that prospect and uh, your election, because our denomination um, really needs, I think, to um, 
make a difference in this country, you know, for God's glory, to be a blessing to people? What's your vision uh, for the denomination? What can Southern Baptists be and do again? Well, I would hope to really encourage Southern Baptists. Jerry and I appreciate so much that very gracious comment. Uh, You know, I'm not doing this because I don't have enough to do. But uh, because I believe now is the time for Southern Baptists to uh, to really rally around some of the things that really do constitute who we are. And uh, as you know, the Southern Baptist Convention has been through a whole lot in the last three decades, and there's the danger that a lot of that will be lost. There's a danger that a new generation won't recognize what it means to have to stand on the front lines uh, and defend the faith once for all delivered to the saints. Uh, I think we need to be very, very clear that you can put on a winsome face and be very gracious and at the same time be very firm and very clear. I think this is a great time for the Southern Baptist Convention and for our churches, but the convention will never be healthier than the churches. And mm-hmm. so what we really need is uh, it is to have a denomination of healthy churches. I want to encourage that. I want to encourage younger pastors. I want to encourage pastors of smaller churches. I want to encourage uh, a generation that is deciding right now whether to engage in the denomination or not. I want to uh, to make the theme, looking at the Word of God and affirming the authority of the Word of God, recovering the preaching of the Word of God. Uh, so the first word is 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 word, and meaning the Word of God, and the second is world. To have a global vision for how we can uh, we can demonstrate the glory of God uh, through preaching through evangelism, through witnessing, seeing the name of Christ made great among the nations. Uh, I think that's a passion that can drive this generation. That sounds great. I can't endorse the President of the United States, but I can endorse the President of the Southern Baptist Convention on this program, Dr. Moeller. You have my enthusiastic endorsement. We pray God's blessing upon our convention in your election. He's doing the Griffith Thomas Lectures at Dallas Seminary. Griffith Thomas said, Christianity is Christ. We've been talking about politics today. But if you don't know your sins are forgiven, if you don't know if you're going to heaven when you die, if you don't know that God accepts you, you need to look to Jesus Christ. He died on the cross for your sins. He was buried. Three days later, he rose from the dead. He was seen by hundreds. You need to believe in him. You need to look to Jesus. You've been listening to Jerry Johnson Live, a Christian worldview radio show. Join Dr. Jerry Johnson, President of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. for an hour of relevant discussion of news and culture from a Christian perspective.